Rhythm, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD. When we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you got to get geeked up. So sit back, relax, and get comfy. Lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten. Coming straight out of Gotham. Uh, hello, everybody. Just a little, uh, I got a little holes in my throat. Jeez. Uh, welcome to another episode of Straight Out of Gotham, episode 128. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Make sure you check out all the other great shows on our network uh, by heading on over to BLF, clicking the drop down, and just picking, picking something to listen to. Pick one, just one. Hopefully, it's ours. I am your host from the other side of the Hudson River, a senior contributor to Batman on Film. I am Peter R. Vera, and today we're recording on September 14th, 2023. And we always, as always, we always have a great show for you today. That's a lot of always. But I'd like to remind you, our faithful audience, if you take the time to rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts, when we read your review on air, you just want a straight out of Gotham monthly prize back. So please, uh, please enter. Please be in it to win it. Uh, I want to give you some stuff. You want you want to get some free stuff. So who doesn't like free stuff? Now, let me introduce you to my partner in crime, Robert Sala's only hope at quarterback, ladies and gentlemen. The champion of Long Island, the governor of Schlong Island, Eric Holzman. Hello there. Thank you, Pete, for the, always for that rousing introduction. Arousing. Really, interesting choice of words. Yes. I, I always appreciate the energy that you bring. So, yes, it's very, very nice. Thank how you. How are you thank, doing? Thank you. First of all, how are you doing? I'm fine. You're good? Yeah, I'm good. You're, you're just, you've recovered. It's been yeah. less than a week. Yeah, I'm good. All right. I'm numb. I'm numb to this, so I'm used to this stuff happening, so it doesn't bother me. All right, you don't. Yeah. You don't even want to say it by name. It's just we're just going to talk about it vaguely. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, everyone who listens to the show or follows me on social media knows um, what we're talking about. So, but I'd rather not <laughs> mention it by name. I'd rather just <laughs> put it to the side. Just going to bottle the pain. It happened. It's it happens a lot, and I'm just used to it by now. You know, do you think so. there's got to be somebody who put money on this, right? Like someone had to have placed a bet in Vegas, I, gets hurt, right? When I know people who, when it happened, Zaslav even said it. We saw the tweet. Yeah, that was hysterical. Whoever did that was hysterical. But, <laughs> um, no, like when the trade, even, even when the trade went down, like people, Jet fans were like, yeah, he's going to get hurt. Like right away. Like we just knew we knew it was going to happen. So like this is why I'm saying it just if you have low expectations to begin with, you can't be disappointed. So I expected something bad to happen and it did. And I think it's actually better. He gets hurt. In week yes, one, I agree. In like week 13 when you're like, I don't know. I agree. Yeah. What happened with far when they got far. Yeah. When they got far and they were eight and three and then he got hurt. Yeah. And that was worse. Like, I agree with that. I would have been much more upset if they had gone through the early part of the season and looked really, really good. And then he gets hurt and then it's downhill from there. So whatever, we'll see. Um, this is it though. This is Zach Wilson's redemption story. That's what we hope we're hoping. That's the hope is that he learned something from Aaron in six months and have actually having a real coaching staff around him this time. Guys who have been in the positions before. You I think the key to Zach Wilson was keeping him away from the MILFs. 
<laughs> I think that's what the key was. Because we haven't heard, any, there hasn't been any MILF news around Zach this, this offseason. Well, after his first two seasons, I'm not sure many MILFs wanted to be with him anyway. So <laughs> He's still making a lot of money. <laughs> he is, that's true. He does make a lot of money. But, uh, yeah, so... And it's now he's, he's back to being the starting quarterback of the uh, the Jets. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Um, he's know, back, baby. I just take a deep breath now and push forward. There's nothing else you can do. <laughs> I laughed. It. I laughed when uh, our buddy Chris assumed I was a Jet fan and that I brought this on myself. <laughs> I laughed because I was like, no. He didn't I usually, <laughs> did I he answer me? I feel bad. I, I snapped at him pretty quick. Well, oh. you, were, you, you were hurting. Yeah. Well, Chris, he's hurting was, too. He's still I, sore. He hasn't scored uh, yet. <laughs> dude, man, that was... I. Being a Jets fan, I've seen some bad losses. But that one, for an opening day at home, whoo, man, that was... Especially after you spend an offseason just running your mouth about... Yeah, you know, I mean, the greatest, they made, they added some pieces. Yeah. They added pieces, too. Like, they thought they... The offensive line was supposed to be really good. It everything in that game was just terrible for the Giants. Ah, well, so. you know, that's one way. I thought it was great. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I'm just being objective. Uh, Got to be objective. But yeah, they're. We'll see now, though. Now they get, but they get the Cardinals. Like they went from one end of the spectrum, the best, one of the best teams in the in the NFC to. Arguably the yeah. worst. So now we'll see how that works for the Giants. Does Kyler Murray still play? He does, but he's either out injured or suspended. I'm not sure he's which suspended. one. Suspended? What the hell did he do? I could have been. He's crazy, man. It could have been. Is contract. he really? Okay. Like, well, he doesn't play baseball. He doesn't read the playbook. Like, he doesn't study. He doesn't do any prep. It's the weirdest thing in the world. I don't get it, but. Oh, yeah. really? I don't know. Yeah, he's I, not exactly a compliant football player. I knew he was a big prospect for the A's before yeah. he played football. That's yeah, all he, he had, he had a chance. He did. He had a chance to play baseball, too. Um, Jeff Samarja, you know, he famously chose baseball over football. and Yeah, but I was kind of hoping we get, like, a Bo Jackson-type player. Oh, I don't know. Samarja, Samarja went from being, uh, like, a, what was he, a wide receiver at Notre Dame to being yeah. a starting pitcher for various teams. Yeah. So he didn't even try to be in the NFL, I don't think. No, he didn't. He it was something with his dad. I think his dad was a f- baseball prospect, and he never made it. So he was like, he wanted to do go to base towards baseball because of his father. Interesting. He's probably yeah. a better football player than baseball player. He was a good ba- He was a good pitcher. He was all right. He was right. Yeah. He was like a number four, number five pitcher. Those are great, but cool. yeah. I mean, but like you know, like everyone says all the time, he he's not going to have all these other issues to deal with later in life because he played a less brutal sport. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, that's why Barry Sanders retired. Yeah. So, I don't and know. And Megatron. And Megatron. <clears throat> yep. That's true. That's it. Even Jim Brown, way back when, he retired. Did he retire? Early? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, okay. 29 or 30. He was 29 or 30 when he retired. And the Browns went with him, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Both versions? <laughs> yeah. They haven't. I mean, it's it's weird. That's another team that could sympathize with the, like what happens to the Jets is the Browns. Well, Cleveland in general. Of, sorry, Doug. But like up until LeBron beating uh, the cat. Uh, the it's uh, true. The Indians the slash Warriors. Guardians. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, the Indians have had very uh, rough success in the World Series. So Yeah. So it's been, you know, some some France, some cities and their France sports teams just have bad luck. 
Yeah, like you know, Minnesota has a, had a good run in the '90s with their baseball team. Their football team hasn't won anything, just so Gary knows that. The baseball <laughs> team's won. The football team hasn't. The baseball team has won. It's been a um, long time, though. For, for the, even the baseball team has been. All a right. Long well, time. you're not the NCAA. You can't just take them away. <laughs> no, no, I know. I'm not. I'm not taking them away. I'm just saying oh. it's been a long time. I mean, please, Yankee fans get mad. We haven't won in in 14 years. Imagine it's been how you know. How many years was it? Has it been? Uh, was it ninety three? Yeah, man, that's a long time. Beat Atlanta ninety three, because ninety four was a strike. I thought Toronto was ninety three. Toronto, yeah, maybe it was ninety one. Yeah, Toronto might, be 90, Toronto might be ninety two, ninety three, because they had the they defended the championship through the strike. Yeah, yeah. So I remember the Joe. I remember Joe Carter's home run and. Yeah, I don't. Remember that. that was way. I was way too young for that stuff. Yeah, but I remember that. I remember my first World Series. Everything was like 95. I have vague memories of 95, but I remember 96 very vividly. Very vividly. Right. So well, I can understand. I can understand why you're a fan of the Yankees now, if that was your first memory. 94, I remember a little bit. But I remember, I mean, because I remember the Rangers winning everything. But actually, I guess the finals confused. I thought the Rangers beat the Flyers. They beat the uh, Canucks. Yeah. I thought when they beat the Flyers, they won the Stanley Cup when I was younger. <laughs> I got confused. Well, I don't know. Never a dull moment uh, in the sports world, though. So we'll see what happens. Hockey and basketball start soon. So <laughs> all nicked up. What you gonna do, Eric yep. Colesman? Talking to you. Recorded last night. Yep. Oh, there you Recorded go. But uh, but yeah. Even then, like the same day, Rogers gets hurt. We heard about Dominguez's elbow. Like it was. A I'm bad not worried day. about that. That's fine. He's. A, he's I'm not worried about it either because he's young and. You know, a lot of guys get that now. If he was a pitcher, it'd be a problem. But like, I believe Harper had the same injury and came back in like a few months in the season. So, so. I mean, it was just a. It's just for teams I root for. It was a bad day. Let's just put it that way. Wasn't a good. Wasn't a good day, uh, news wise. But we move on. We move forward because, like my father used to say, doesn't matter, Eric. You still got to put go get up and go to. At the time, it was school every day. I still have to go to work. Life goes on. You got to check out the Lost Kingdom and the ocean, so, right? As yeah, man. You have your yeah. equatorial duties. I mean, we could jump right in if you want to that. I mean, um, if you just want to keep throwing water puns out there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, there was a big write-up in um, Entertainment Weekly about James Wan spoke about Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. So we got a little bit of information. Did we? Did the trailer even drop yet? I don't know, but I believe it was from their set visit like two years ago. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, we got the teaser trailer earlier this week, and the trailer was supposed to drop today, but I've been tracking, and I haven't seen anything yet. So um, it'll, ha- it'll, it'll definitely happen after we record. Right, I'm sure. So, But yeah, um, he finally spoke about it. Uh, he, he In the article, he discusses that when they visited two years ago on the set and what's changed and how mm-hmm. hard it's been and all the, the pushbacks and um, everything that's uh, the, the date that kept changing because of COVID. And then because of the change, obviously in the DC leadership, uh, he did, he did um, specifically address the fact that while he had to be mindful of what's going on around him, that this is still very much an Aquaman movie and he want he has an he had an idea to build he wanted to build like a seven kingdoms type thing which I did this is the first time I had heard that so I thought that was a pretty cool um, tidbit of information um, a little bit of insight of what it's about uh, Black Manta as we know is the villain 
He has in possession of the Black Trident, which gives him the ability to command an ancient evil. That was one of the things that stood out. Now, is the Black Trident something that's in lore, Pete? Is that something that's we've heard before? Uh, to be honest, I'm not really too sure because I was too amazed by Storm the Seahorse. <laughs> That was awesome. Yes, that was awesome. <laughs> Seeing Aquaman and Topo ride uh, like a translucent blue seahorse really kind of uh, a distraction. It really took advantage of my ADHD. Um, I have to look up the Black Trident. I'm not sure, but I'm, I'm 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 positive that there's probably some sort of equivalent of ancient Atlantean artifact Manta needs to steal to kill Aquaman. Like, it just feels like it, it's been done before. Right. Um, the things in the article that really stood out to me were, one, the Batman situation. Yeah. He said he did both. He won't commit to either one being in the movie. We all knew they both shot it both ways. Yep. Um, but he also said at the same time, this is also unconnected to the DCEU, which, right. which I took as there is no Batman in this movie. Um <laughs> Um, he also says, you know, he also seems like he's not a fan of connected universes. He's, he seems like he kind of wanted to do Aquaman cause he could kind he thought he could build this out a little bit more right. than he actually got to. Cause I believe it's all going to just come to an end after this. Um, right. I don't think James Gunn has much influence on what James Wan does outside of essentially the ending and how he wants to wrap it up with a bow. Right. But I think James Wan made a James Wan movie. Um, I don't think that you know, I just, I just think he's got enough clout that he can do what he needs to do because he's made a lot of money for New Line and Warner Brothers. Um, what else? To, but yeah, but overall, it was really interesting. Um, I like that it's a bromance. I, I just hope like most some of the stuff like I wonder, is it PR bullshit or is he being honest? And it's it's hard to decipher because I can't read body language or hear tone. I'm just reading. Right. But. Like, I don't know what, what was the plan or whatnot. I mean, they say that Amber Heard wasn't always supposed to be in this movie, essentially. Like, she was always more of a side character, which mm-hmm. I'm thinking about, like, well, where's Volko? Like, Volko's, we haven't seen anything about it, well, Willem Dafoe. Right. And Volko was a huge part of the first movie. So, like, this, that kind of makes sense. Like, Mira and Volko were kind of tied at the hip in Atlantis while things were going down, right? With Orm in the castle or the ships or whatever. They were always, the three of them seemed to always be together when she's not with Aquaman. So that didn't really bother me. It kind of makes sense. And I dig the bromance aspect. And then Peter Safran comparing it to 48 Hours, which is one of my favorite movies uh, with Nolte and Murphy. So <clears throat> I'm hearing a lot of things I really like. I've also heard for like two years that this is one of the worst movies ever made. So it's like, I don't know what to think, but I'm going to go in there and hopefully enjoy this thing. Well, the new trailer actually, it has been released. Oh, um, okay. So I'm watching it now. I won't talk about it. I'm. Do you want I to have... pause the show, watch it, and then come back? <laughs> yeah, we could actually. So let's do that. Let's do that. Uh, sure. All right, everybody. So yes, we, we took a little bit of a break and <laughs> we watched the trailer came out while we were recording. We took a little bit of a break. We watched it. Now we're here to give you our first reaction. Pete, go ahead. You start. I'll, I'll go second. For like a movie that's supposed to be really bad, this seems to be everything I've ever wanted out of an Aquaman movie. Like Manta looks absolutely jacked and insane. Um, I I dig the I dig his motivation and what he's going to do. Visually, it looks beautiful. It's it's like Atlantis looks incredible. We get to see a lot more. It looks like we get to see more of the culture and the people and how they live and you, you know Arthur taking over and he's got a family and just there is some sort of growth here. Like you could see Arthur kind of, he's kind of changed a little bit. He's got responsibilities now. And, you know, the whole monologue in the beginning explains that. And yeah, every, every, it seems like everyone is back 
except we mentioned Willem Dafoe like seconds earlier. He's the only one I didn't see in the trailer. Right. Um, so maybe he was just unavailable. Um, but yeah, I mean, it looks like everyone's back and I I'm, I'm really excited, man. The action looked good. I, I can't wait to see, uh, the, the trench. They look like they have a heavy part in this movie. And I like the lore and the mythology of the Atlantean people. Like, I think that's cool that we're going to get some more of that. Um, oh, we also didn't see Dolph. I know Dolph's in the movie, but we didn't see him in the trailer. I don't think so. No, we did not. So maybe they, so maybe they're, they're there. Cause I know Dolph has a big part as well. So. Yeah, I'm pumped, man. I, I I don't know. Like this, this looks like a a plus Aquaman to me. It really does. I I I, I dig it. I thought I thought it was funny. It was adventurous. It's just it's just a trailer. But like now, I'm like, okay, like I want to see why this is so bad. <laughs> yeah, it starts to make it makes you wonder um, what people saw when they actually saw whatever screening of it that they saw. Like it mm. makes you kind of wonder just why. And again, like you said, it's just a trailer, so we don't know. I think um, like. If they're doing, if they've done reshoots on this movie, we've seen reshoots Rogue One, and that'd be a fantastic movie. And then again, we all know Justice League and what happened with that. So right. they're both sides of the coin. Yeah, it well, can go either way. This looks honestly, the CGI looks as clean a CGI movie that I've ever seen. Very, yeah. very clean. It was really good um, for a trailer, man. Yep. Like very I like this solid. CGI more than I did for what's it called? The what's the other water movie that came out? Avatar. Remember, that was the big thing. Like, they don't want Avatar to go up against Aquaman because they're afraid of CGI because Cameron's been working on it for, like, 30 years. Remember, yeah. that was in the, uh, that was a talking point for a while? <laughs> Almost 30 years, it felt like. But, yeah. Right? Um, but, no, yeah. Everything you said, I agree with. He's a father. We saw a little bit of the lad, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe Aqualad, right? So No, no. It's, it's daughter. His daughter. Oh, it's daughter? Okay. Daughter, they so, have a daughter. So, we saw that. So, we have... Uh, like you said, growth with with Arthur's character. Uh, he's you see him talk tomorrow Morrison. We see his father again, uh, having conversations with him, which was awesome. Having you think him like, they look like they were drinking real Guinness in that trail, right? Like there's no way Momoa <laughs> drinks fake Guinness on set. Like he's totally pounded real Guinnesses. I'm sure. I'm sure he can handle a, a beer. On, on like on a couple Guinnesses anyway, but like so, yeah. But oh man, everything you said. Uh, Patrick Wilson looks great back as Orm. Uh, I didn't love black manta in the first film but i like more what i saw in this one so far just in the trailer that we got i thought what they did to make uh patrick wilson almost look weak was really good like that cgi was good and too. old right yeah like yeah. they did yeah like he's, I, he, he's in a prison like i think he's actually, right. he's like in the i don't know he's in like the, the uh, he's in vegas you know just covered in <laughs> sand I don't know where he is saudi arabia somewhere where there's a lot of sand and desert He's in a um, land prison, I guess. And yeah, not, which, yeah, which makes sense. You know, like, right. there's just a lot of cool stuff that, like, I like that stuff when, with Aquaman and everything. Like, what, where would the Atlantean prison be? Oh, it would be on land. Right. Like, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, like, we were talking about it, the bromance stuff. You do see a little bit of that between the two of them, the brothers uh, yeah. in the trailer. They they hinted that. Uh, so I think it's I think it's going to. Some people will call those jokes corny. They will. They just they're going to. Of course. They will. They'll bring up the MCU comparison, but like, whatever. I mean, did the bridge thing like whatever? I, I got the metaphor. Did the joke necessarily nail with me? No, but like, whatever. I don't care. It's like every movie has that stupid crap now. It's enter- it looks like an entertaining movie. And that's yeah. what I think, oh. right? That's what you want from an Aquaman. Everything I want out of an Aquaman movie, this looks like it has. It looks like it has the royalty aspect, the fact that he's a man caught between two worlds, he's newly king, and Black Manta wants to kick his ass. Like, that's kind of everything I really Yeah. Want. He's, still re- he's still the reluctant king, too, right? He says it. He say, We hear him say in the trailer, this job sucks. Like, yeah. You know, sure like, it does. Yep. So he, there's definitely a lot of that to it. 
Uh, I'm really looking forward now, though. I'm, I don't know why they were holding this thing back so long. Um, I bet you it was a CGI thing, if anything. Uh, there were some reshoots and some CGI. And there's probably some but, reshoots because of CGI. So let's hope now that they get we get a good marketing push because you have a couple months. You have the Thanksgiving all through Thanksgiving season. Obviously, it's Christmas season. Um, get a big marketing push. Push the toys, whatever they're gonna make for this. Push the toys out there. We saw the blue suit, the blue, which is really yep. cool, and for the camouflage effect, yeah, like that. That's an action figure. We know that's coming from McFarlane. I'm sure Spin Master will go crazy. The black we saw Black Mantis sub. He's got a new sub that actually looks more like a hammerhead shark. The first one looked like a stingray. Yeah, um, from the first movie. So Mantis tech has gotten interesting. So you definitely see some merch there. And to be honest, Mantis is one of the cooler villains in the DCU. He he's he so is. ruthless. You know, his, it's it's a very personal vendetta between him and Arthur. He blames Arthur for the death of his father. And I feel like basically every iteration. Um, I, I just, I can't wait to see this. And I, I loved Yaya in the first movie. Um, and everything he's been in since. You know, I haven't oh, he's seen, fantastic, yes. I haven't seen Candyman yet, unfortunately. I'll probably watch that very soon because it's going to be October. Um, but, uh, I mean, when, when I, he was, dude, as uh, Dr. Manhattan, I thought the dude killed it. You know, yeah. like, I've been, a, I've been a fan of Yaha for a little bit now, and uh, I'm really excited. I, I can't wait. And this is it's just good, man. I'm like, I'm, I hope it goes out on a good note because, you know, in that, in that EW article, they did, they had mentioned it again. Like, Hey, if this thing makes money, we've got the Elseworlds label, you know, we could still do this stuff. So, you know, and for the first time, Juan has seemed to be open about, expanding his universe right like for years we heard james Wan say i don't do tri trilogies i don't do third movies yeah he said in the article that he has multiple ideas times. yeah multiple times and yeah. you know and for those people concerned about the reshoots like he brings up the fact that like in one of the conjuring movies the nun was not supposed to be in the movie that was a reshoot right. that was a reshot it was a rewrite yep. this was a, a gigantic like i don't know demon monster thing and he's like it just didn't work so sometimes things come out of the reshoots so just you know, we can only hope for the best. I don't know what happens, but we know how this sausage was made, and it seems it seems like it's not very good. But you know, the trailer looks fantastic, so I don't know. Um, sometimes we know too much information. We just do. Yeah. I, what, like I said before, what cut of the movie did the was the screening? So was it before they did the reshoots? Was it after? Um, was the movie complete? Was yeah. Like what? What did exactly did those people see? Um, we don't know, but from what I saw from this trailer, again, I I like James Wan's movies. Most of them that I've seen, I've enjoyed. So I, when it comes to that portion of this, I'm very, very confident it's going to be something that I'm going to like. I just hope it resonates with everybody else. That's yeah, that's really yeah. what it comes down to. But yeah, so if you guys, um, if you check out the trailer, you want to talk to us about it, let us know what you think about it, either in in our group or on Twitter. Hit us up as you know, guys know. Uh, we enjoy having the conversations. So speak. We'll stick with Aquaman because there was another director who got who had the chance to pitch Warner Brothers his Aquaman film, and we're talking about Jeff Nichols, who originally was attached to it in 2014. Um, Warner Brothers had approached him, and he was very he was coming off of Take Shelter and Mud, which were two fantastic films. They were um, awards. They got a ton of awards. But it never got any further, but he wanted to do the bad older battered Aquaman with the hook on his hand and um, the harpoon, sorry, on his hand. The fallen king, son died in mourning. 
so he wanted to do a more serious take, obviously, on the Aquaman than, than what we got from Juan, which makes sense if you know the directors and what their sensibilities are. Uh, definitely makes sense um, that he would want to do something like that. Are you familiar with Nichols' work, Pete? You... I'm not familiar with his work, but what he his pitch sounds really epic to me. Yeah, like that sounds like a movie I want to see. I think that movie would actually benefit from probably being the movie that comes after this version of Aquaman. And this is why I say, and why I say this, because this is why I also don't think that this is why I think shared universe is, is a problem because you can't go from like one iteration to another. You're trying to like expand that story forever and ever, at least when in, ter- in terms of movies, it's just, it's just difficult to do in my opinion. Um, but I would love to see like a, a black label movie like this, if they ever want to do it. I don't know. It depends. Like if this, if this new Aquaman movie bombs, they may try to pick, they may be like, Hey, look, we have this idea from back in the day. I mean, how long did they try to pitch BVS? Like, you know, like that was like, what was it? Wolfgang Peterson, like for yeah. decades. So like Warner brothers will keep these things, you know, lying around up until they want to do them. Um, and then they'll save ideas like the spider and go from like Superman lives to wild, wild west. Like, so those things they lay around and they pick them apart and put them in different films or whatever. But, you know, like, I'd be down for this. I, I wouldn't mind more kind of just kind of weathered Aquaman, you know, like he's been there. Like Arthur, Ar- this Momoa Aquaman is, is learning on the job. It'd be cool to see him kind of take the, uh, the dark Knight returns angle. Yeah. Or even me, even it be like a Logan, right? Something like, like Mangle did with yeah. Logan. Yeah. Something like that, where you could have it at Aquaman. I, I the, the hope should be that, this Aquaman two does do well. And if they do a third film, like you said, this idea down the road uh, would be a really cool idea. Momoa might even still want to do it unless they want to pick somebody else, but you definitely, I definitely could see uh, this story resonating not only with, with, uh, you know, comic book fans, but just the general audience. This is something that I think people might even might come see uh, because again, nothing sells like tragedy for whatever reason. So (laughs) Oh, you would get, I think you'd have that angle built into this, but yeah, the pitch sounded really interesting. Definitely something I, I agree with you. I would want to see this movie. Uh, this is something that I would, I would definitely be interested in a story. I would definitely be, um, locked in on <clears throat> and wanted to see more of. So we'll see, but, uh, what happens down the road, but yeah, Jeff Nichols is definitely much more of a, I want to say a serious director and his, his stories deal with the human condition. And I do think that uh, his take, this take on Aquaman would definitely have been def- more along those lines. So I'll be down for it. Yeah, I agree. So one guy who we're talking about uh, tragic, it wasn't really tragic, but what happened to his movie was <laughs> wasn't really uh, fair. And David Ayer, we've talked about in the past. We know there's an air cut out there of um, Suicide Squad. But he spoke about it recently, and he said that Hollywood. Well, what happened to the what happened to Suicide Squad is like watching someone you love get. I'll just say it: fucked by someone you hate. Um, Some people like that stuff, though. So I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's that's true. There's a fetish out there for everyone, so I agree with that. But he said it broke. Him. Just, he likes recording with me. That's why he Not- hasn't quit the show yet. Not exactly, <laughs> but but Air said um, th- he was very candid, and he said that shit broke me, and that handed me my ass. So, I mean, clearly this movie has has 
he wants this thing to come out. Like he wants, he needs people to see it. I feel for his own sanity, which is crazy, but that's what it sounds like to me. He, it sounds like he's never going to do another thing again. Well, I mean, this if you think about it, like comes he's, out. Kind of, he's known for like, what, he wrote training day, right? Like he, he's, he's, he's known, I think for writing. He's written a few good movies. Right. Like his track record is definitely more impressive than not. And yes. this is probably just a stain on his resume. Like, right. Let's just be honest. Like, you know, like it, it there was, he, you know, there's a little blame on Deadpool. There's a little blame on BVS. Right. So it's like he, he only had like six weeks to write it. They ne- He's always been on the short end of the stick with this film mm-hmm. from day one. They didn't give him any time to really write it. And then when he delivered it, they chopped it all up because of somebody else's movie that wasn't, you know, like now they're blaming Deadpool for years. We were blaming BBS. Now we're blaming Deadpool for uh, the, the effects of Suicide Squad. And it's just like, yeah, man, I get it. And I agree with you. I, I just, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm sorry. It's, he's definitely, he definitely, it's definitely going to be therapeutic when his version of the movie comes out and I'd love to see it. But at the same time, I, I Aquaman's around the corner, bro. That's that's my priority. Like it just is. I feel yeah. bad for him. If it comes out 10, 15, 20 years, great. I'll be there. I'll buy it. I'll rent it. Whatever I need to do to see it. But it, it, that movie is uh, as far as uh, right now. It's it's a long time ago. It's a different universe. It's like seven regimes. The plan has changed. <laughs> I'm, I'm I I have just moved on as a fan of DC films. Uh, as a fan of the DCEU. Um, you know, DC Comics. I'm, I'm, I've, I've moved on. I just have. So right. I mean, both of us, I think, would love to see it. Right. They, it, we're not saying that we never want to see this movie. And I'm way. someone who loves to see it. get enough content. Like I, I right. willingly rewatch the CW shows. <laughs> like, right. So give me more. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm your, I'm your guy. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I think both of us. I know I did, but I, we've talked about that when we fir- we got the first trailer at Comic Con. I was like, I am so in. I wanted to see that movie. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. So I'm in. Like he's 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 preaching to the choir with with me. And I like it. I uh, like all his movies. I haven't seen Bright. That's the one movie of his I haven't seen. Not great. <laughs> I'm sure. It, I'm sure it isn't. But like, it's funny. Like I was I was changing the icons on net on my Netflix account yesterday. Uh-huh. Right. And uh, they have like you could change them to like Will Smith, the purple guy, and somebody else from Bright. And I was like, I haven't watched That's that funny. movie. I was like, they're still they're still promoting that. Good for them. Where's all the Army of the Dead characters? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. I can't wait till I well, get somebody from Rebel Moon. <laughs> well, it's funny you bring you're bringing him into the conversation because of there was an article in that where Diane Nelson uh, was spoke specifically about Josh Whedon's um, cut of the Justice League, and mm. she said what a lot of people. Uh, you know, probably felt at the time that it was terrible, but I'll read her quote exactly. She says, my characterization is Josh was a, was a bit of a shiny penny during a time when they were looking for something shiny to grab onto. Yeah. I mean, I thought the final film was terrible. Yeah. I mean, I would have much preferred a darker than I wanted or longer than I'd hoped for Zack Snyder cut than the Frankenstein cut we got in theaters. The Trinity characters of Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman should have, by any measure, blown any other superhero movie away, and they didn't. Now, I thought it was funny in that quote how she mentions how bad Whedon's cut is, but she kind of digs St- Snyder's cut a little bit, too. <laughs> yeah, and let's not... 
I Diane was also a part of everything, you know. Like right, she was. I know she, she doesn't open up that much. She kind of keeps to herself, and I, she's probably very wise for doing that. She right. doesn't get caught in the drama and the and the BS that uh, that can follow. You know, that it'll just snowball on you. But she she had a hand in all this, right? Oh, she did. You know, she did. She was a big part of it. Like she was president of DC Entertainment. Blah blah blah. Like she was running a whole branch. I, she she you know, she. I don't know. It didn't work under her watch either. <laughs> no, and I mean she goes she goes on further to talk about Zack Snyder. And I think she's um, cool. Like I got no problem with Diane. I appreciate everything she's done. Like a lot of her a lot of her hard work, you know, resonates with me, and I appreciate it. But yeah. No, she she continues to talk about. She says that uh, from what she knew, Zack Snyder was never really considered their kind of Kevin Feige. Like, um, that's what she said. There was never any serious conversation that said he would be leading the DC slate going forward. I thought that was interesting. Um, she says she feels like there's a place for his type of films in DC, but she doesn't feel like necessarily he should have been the one helming, like pushing the the narrative. And well, yeah, it turns I- out that it's not happening. So <laughs> clearly <laughs> that was true. I mean, you, you, I mean, everyone knows where I stand on this. I just... You know, I think Zach's a great director, and I like Zach's movies. I like probably most of them. I haven't seen the Owl one, and I didn't really like Army of the Dead. But I think when some when he lost someone with oversight like Dolan, I think Zach kind of runs a little wild. You know, I think he needs yeah. someone to kind of keep him in check. That's all. But, yeah, you know, I, I I dig his stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's some of his movies I've really enjoyed, and some of them I I didn't really like. So I mean, I think and I think that's I mean, how many directors can you say that about all of them? Yeah, pretty no. much. Yeah, like pretty, pretty much all directors, their films. Except for like, Nolan. Except for Nolan. At least for me. I know you got beef, but yeah. I don't have beef. Remember beef, David Air beef, Suicide Squad beef. No beef. I None. love that scene. That might be my favorite. I I I love that scene in Suicide because I can't. I can just no. think of Reno. Like I sat next to Reno for Joker, so I watched him get all like giddy and excited, like a like a 12 year old girl at a beaver concert. <laughs> so like, I saw that, but then I see Jared Leto just go, beef, beef, beef. and I just like see him like inverted and like fetal position while shaking and having like going like an epileptic seizure. <laughs> He's like, oh, Montreal, no, be, no, be, no, be. what's wrong with you? What the hell is wrong with you? That's it. I just I, like Jared Leto's Joker just sends Reno into like states of like depression and misery. I hope not depression. I, I mean, uh, just I, for like maybe like ten seconds. Like, how stupid was this? Cringe, cringe. Yes, I could see him being the cringe part of it. Sure, but depression. <laughs> I would hope not. Um, that'd be nuts. But yeah, there's no beef with Nolan. I I don't know where that comes from in your mind, but okay. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> well, one of the one of the articles that we had in the rundown this week, and I really I loved the story, so I wanted to talk about it. Is the Rotten Tomatoes, uh, the impact of Rotten Tomatoes, basically, or what 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 it's done to the movie industry? Uh, it's an article in the New Yorker, Pete. I don't know how you found it, but it's a fantastic, fascinating article about how studios would kind of buy reviews and would to basically pump up their Rotten Tomatoes uh, scores, right? And we all know Rotten Tomatoes, how they do things. It's not an exact science. Like there are so many times I've I've read a review 
And I thought that the review was negative, and then I looked next to it, and it has the tomato and not the the green splat. Mark. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, <laughs> so like, I don't know who's like, proofreading these things, right? Yeah, like I don't understand it. No but clue. but yeah, so there's a there's a story out there that a company called Bunker Fifteen started paying fifty dollars per you know like each review to bump up their Rotten Tomatoes reviewer, so they'd write a more favorable review. Now, this is, was talking about a specific movie called Ophelia. Um, that had Daisy Ridley in it, um, specifically that. But there have been people who have speculated about this, say, with the MCU for years. For years, right? Years the MCU has been uh, paying, Disney has been paying critics. Right. So this story kind of leads to lead you that maybe that stuff, or that stuff obviously was going on with this, with a smaller studio and a smaller distribution company. But I don't think Disney would have to do that. But. Look, you never know, the right? People who've been saying this about like the MCU for years are like the conspiracy theorists of the world. Right. I'm of not course. trusting them. They just got lucky. Like the, the sun shines on the dirty dog's ass at least once a day. You know? Like, let's be honest here. So they got one right. Congratulations. It, it, yeah. Are people cheating? Yeah. It's called life. <laughs> people cheat every day. <laughs> I'm not surprised at this. Do I think it's going around? Do I think Rotten Tomatoes is paying? For every MCU movie to be ninety percent, no, I don't because it's not working anymore. Then you gotta you gotta give people raises. You gotta start paying them like two fifty review because your fifty bucks ain't cutting it, right? <laughs> anymore. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like I've always said, like Rotten Tomatoes is people look at it. I don't even think they read the reviews. They just look at the score and they make their decision. And that's kind of a bummer because it's like I don't know. Why don't you go see it and make your own decision? But right, and a lot of a lot of people also believe that. And what lends to this thinking is, you know how sometimes a movie will come out and weeks before we'll get early reviews and those scores will be really high, right? You'll have like a, it'll be like a 90% or an 80 something percent just off of like 15 reviews. And that's what people see and they could use it in their marketing when for like the first weekend. And you do, it does kind of lend to that theory that, yeah, someone's paying, just paying these to get these early reviews up. So that they can at least push the opening weekend, and then what happens happens after the fact. So, yeah, it, the article obviously goes into this a little bit more in depth, and it mentions specific movies. It mentions Ant Man, um, and Quantumania debuted at seventy nine percent, and then days later, after more critics, it was in the forties. Like this was just kind of leaning what I just said. Um, so it's look, Rotten Tomatoes. Is a should be it's a source, right? I say this all the time. There are a bunch of sources out there that can give you information on things, but you, it's still your job to read into it further and get to the the root of it. Oh, people are so damn lazy; they're not going to do that. Exactly, and that's what that's the biggest issue I have with Rotten Tomatoes is that yeah, it's fine. I look at something and I say, oh, you know, this movie's a seventy five percent. Okay, the critics are whatever on it, and then I, it doesn't make me not go see a movie though. But the problem I mean, is, I think it's pretty spot on. Usually, if it's like if a movie, like I remember, like I was like when I saw the BV, I remember BVS. I go back to BVS. I would check. I checked it a lot because I'm like, oh man, it's just dropping. It keeps going down and down and down and down. I was like, people are not liking this movie, and that was like my first indicator. So like, I, I use it for like a pulse of the people. If anything, like okay, this is what people think of this movie critically. This is what people think of this movie as an audience score. You know, like I'll go back. To, I'll, we go to Aquaman. We had a at a bad critic score, but a great audience score, right? Like right. how many times have we seen that? 
Yeah. And you, you, I go and I sit there and I'm like, oh, I enjoyed this movie because I'm not a pretentious film critic or I, I don't try to be online. Um, so it's just I'm just a dude who likes movies. So I like mostly everything to begin with, unless it's like really bad. But eh, what are you gonna do? It's just I, I Rotten Tomatoes for me is never the deciding factor whether I go see a movie or not. But right. for, I think for a lot of people it is. Yeah, I think people that's the first thing people do now. And even and like they they quote like Brett Ratner and Martin Scorsese in the article saying like it's gonna it's gonna be the death of the industry, and they even say things like people just see that number and they don't actually read the entire review. They read the number and then maybe maybe the little blurb that they put in there, the quote from the review, and that's it. So, yeah, I mean we've we've talked about this in the past. All, I think all of us in this space who who talk about movies and stuff have talked about Rotten Tomatoes at one point or another. Uh, but it, it does not surprise me that they try to manipulate, I mean, the system by paying, <laughs> paying for their scores. I mean, it happens in all walks of life. So yeah. But, sorry. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, people, I think the, the moral of the story for, for me is stop being robots. If you want to go see something, don't let someone else's opinion impact you. Just go see for yourself. That's it. And if somebody doesn't like something, that doesn't have any impact whether you like it or not. Exactly. I don't, you know, use it as, like, again. This I, is a tool. I like Batwoman. I enjoy watching it. Eric doesn't. And that's right. that's fine. But he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just use it as a tool. Like, if it's okay to say, okay, yeah, this is like 75%. You know, whatever. Okay, I'm going to go see it. But if something is 20%, and it has people, actors in it that you like, or a director that you like. Don't stop you. Don't let it stop you from seeing it. Go see for yourself. Don't stop believing. All right, so we have a shuffle going on, a calendar shuffle yet again. We get, we feel like we're getting these a lot more lately because of the strike. This seems like uh, a standard business these days. Yes, but Marvel moves some things around. So uh, let's go quickly. Go down the line. Uh, not Loki. Loki is still coming out on October 6th. That is still scheduled and sticking to their scheduled time. Um, Hawkeye was originally announced for November 29th of this year. Now that's shifted to January. of. I'm sorry, not Hawkeye. Echo um, has now shifted to January 2024. Uh, the X-Men 97, which is kind of the, the, the sequel to the original cartoon that everyone loves. Um it was originally planned for this fall. Now it'll premiere next year, early in 2024. And then Agatha, House of Harkness, or Coven of Chaos, or now Darkhold Diaries, whichever <laughs> whichever it actually is. That sure has gone through more name changes than anything I can think of. I know. It was supposed to be this winter. Yeah. Now it's going to be pushed almost a year till next fall. Um, Ironheart, which we, we got a glimpse of Riri Williams in Wakanda forever is not on a schedule anymore. Um, it is finished shooting, but it's not, I guess the post-production hasn't been completed. So, uh, same thing with daredevil, uh, born again. It was supposed to debut in 2024, but it's paused in mid production. So we do not know when that'll get picked up, but this, the moral of the story is the strikes are continuing to have their impact. And uh, these, we're probably going to see a lot more of these guys. So just so you they, know, they said October was going to be the magic month. I don't know. It doesn't seem like they made any progress. No, 
The only, I, the only thing I think everyone seems to be uh, unified on is they hate Iger and Zaslov. <laughs> it's true. That That's is it. very true. And yes. that includes Jet fans because he predicted the injury. <laughs> that is very true, man. Uh, both of those guys have kind of been in the crosshairs. Uh, the most they've been the most vocal though too. So they're bringing it on themselves. Uh, well, you know they're they're billionaire men with a lot of uh, <laughs> with no no fucks to give. So exactly, they don't care. Uh, clearly, they don't care. If they cared, this thing would probably be over. <laughs> so I don't think they care, but. You know, these two guys have taken all the are getting all the heat. And I guess rightfully so. Like, I don't. They're, they're, reportedly, they're stunned uh, that they're getting all they, this. They, they have to be so out of touch with reality and how people seriously actually, like people just kiss their ass all day. To be honest. Yeah, I mean, you know, they probably never they haven't heard somebody say a bad word about them in probably like 15 years. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But everyone's looking for somebody to blame. Uh, they've even hired the Levinson Group, which is a huge crisis PR firm. The the all the the AMPTP. <laughs> uh, they've like I said, they've hired a PR firm to kind of control a negative PR firm to kind of control the, the narrative and kind of deal with the blowback that Iger and Zaslov and uh, who are the other ones in it. Sarandos and Langley and all the other. I don't like knowing of people who make a lot more money than I do. <laughs> I like to think those people don't exist. This way, I think I make a decent salary. Well, yeah, I hear you with that. But yeah, Dana Walden, Alex Birdman from Disney, Mike Hopkins and Jeff Sal- Jennifer Salke from Amazon, Ted Sarandos from Netflix, um, Donna Langley from Universal, and of course, David Zaslav from Warner Brothers are the faces of this thing for the, I guess, quote unquote, bad guys, if you want to say. And uh, yeah, they don't understand why they're getting all this heat. But I mean, when you hear the proposals, it's kind of hard for me to, to, to not agree with people. Like, yeah, I mean, Brian Cranston kind of laid it out in layman's terms for me not too long ago. Mm -hmm. Basically, you know, like, one part of the deal is like their contracts or their residuals rely on DVD sales and stuff like that, mm-hmm. physical media. And he's like, well, guess what? It's dead. Streaming took over. Things got to be changed. And all of a sudden the studio's like, no, 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 we're good. You guys got a residual plan. He's like, no, that doesn't work anymore. I was like, oh, okay. That, that's a valid point. Okay, cool. Like I get right. that. Like, Cause it's like, all right, you guys are on strike. Like I get it. Like, uh, you know, I know they're on, I, I think they deserve to make a reasonable wage and whatnot in, in their, in their residuals and what, but like, to have someone just kind of put it down in layman's terms was a little bit helpful for me. You know, I'm not, I'm not a huge business guy. So that's like, it's, it's a Wado thing. Like he can crunch the numbers and get down and dirty with it and Excel sheet. I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. That is definitely something more up his, his, his alley. Yeah. I'll agree with that. But, uh, but no, it's just, it, I don't know. I've been in negotiations before and I don't, it's, it's hard for me to hear, read these articles and really get into it because I'm not privy to the conversations. So I really don't know what's going on. Oh, I have to I'm sure we're not getting a third of the information. Right. So I, I like not to speculate and, you know, I try to just be as impartial as possible. Obviously I'm always going to be on, I'm usually going to be on the side of the, the creatives because it's their work. In my opinion, that's being, um, you know, that's being undervalued here. So yes, the creatives to me, 
You never sided with the greedy CEO? No, I can't. Never? Not it. Really? Not in something like this. <laughs> yeah, not not with something like this. Like if I if I but if I think they're being wrongfully um, accused or portrayed, I'll I'll say it. But I don't know in this instance. I think they've been um, incredibly out of touch, like you said before, with the comments that they've made. Uh, they sound really out of touch with reality. So it, they're not doing themselves any favors. And then with Zaslav specifically, I mean, we've been dealing with him now since the merger. Uh, he's made a lot of... Well, you personally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's made a lot of moves that were unfavorable. I'll say that. Uh, so he's not helping himself anything in, in the court of public opinion. But, I mean, that's not his job. His job is to make money for for Warner Brothers. And that's what his job is. So my sentimental side says, yeah, you know, he's a, he's a jerk. He's an idiot. But my head, my, my brain, when I think about it, I'm like, he's just trying to do what he's paid to do. So he's a, he's a shrewd businessman. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. I wish that I do wish this thing obviously would, would just, they'd come to some kind of agreement. Uh, you know, we all like consuming this entertainment and I just kind of want to hear that it's back on, but I don't, I don't want the creatives to take any less than they are. They deserve like they should get what they deserve. So it's tough. It's going to be tough to see. Hopefully this thing ends soon, but I don't feel bad for the CEOs at all. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, those guys make enough money. They're fine. Yep. So us being Batman fans, we, uh, we, we've been exposed to a lot of great villains, I would say uh, probably the best and no, not probably definitely the best in all of Danny DeVito's uh, penguin from Batman Returns. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, apparently the air force is developing a new type of device that is similar to the freeze ray the freeze gun used by Mr. Freeze, uh, <laughs> which was interesting when I was reading this article and they actually mentioned <laughs> the person actually mentions Mr. Freeze. Uh, Mr. Freeze's gut. Amazing. Which is, yeah, which is amazing. Uh, but it just tells you the reach uh, that, you know, that Batman specifically has had uh, in not only our daily day-to-day lives, but even in the lives of people like <laughs> NASA engineers and Air Force and Space Force and all these other people. I hope it looks like Joel's gun from Batman. Me Ryan. too. Me too, but apparently it's a plasma that can cool things really, really fast. Interesting. Yeah. And um, again, it was it said it's plasma jet is like a laser beam. It's like a lightning bolt. It can be extremely localized. And like Mr. Freeze's gun instantaneously freezes people. This apparently does the same thing. So we have right. life imitating art now. <laughs> so it's a very cool story, guys. If you read it. Uh, it's posted, of course, on the SOG Twitter and, and the SOG page on Facebook. You guys can read it about it, but it's an article in the Independent, and you guys can check that out. Let us know what you think because it's it's interesting, very interesting story. All right, Eric, are you ready? Ready for what? Your big weekend. Oh yeah, um, I will be going to Dallas to watch the Jets play the Cowboys this weekend. Oh, biggie. Big D. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. So I'm very much looking. For, I'm looking forward to the trip, even though even with everything happening, 
looking forward to the trip going with a couple of buddies hopefully i get to see bill uh man's i meant i told you before he came on man's fine hopefully i get to see him he told me he's gonna be down there mm-hmm. uh chapman too he's gonna be down there we, we talked about linking up as well so it'd be cool to finally uh not finally but cool to just hang out with these guys again if i get yeah. the chance see them uh what are you gonna do you walk out of there zach wilson is the game of his life 55 to nothing you shut out the cowboys oh my god double nickel on the most vaunted defense you've ever heard of in the nfc like what are you gonna do who are you gonna troll more bill or giants fans I'm not going to troll Giants fans. I, you know, literally a week later of getting embarrassed, Danny Dimes on his ass. Zach Wilson goes into the stadium that God built. That honestly, the the last part you brought up is the main reason I'm happy I'm going. I want to. I've I've heard so many great things about that stadium. I really about Jerry World. Yeah, I really want to see what it's like. I, I I've only seen so. it from a distance. I've actually. In 2017, I was able to get the Rangers tickets to the right. the old ballpark in Arlington, and that now is converted to like I believe like a high school football field. Um, Probably yeah. in Texas, I yeah. they use it for they use it for football. I believe they repurposed <laughs> the building. They didn't tear it down, which I think is great because it's still very young. I thought, but um, yeah, I'd love to see Jerry World in the the new uh, Globe Life Field. So enjoy it. I've been to American Airlines uh, Center right when we were down, the yeah. play. That was yeah. cool. It was cool. I like I like going to different buildings. So that was fun. And, uh, you know, if I ever get a chance to go down again, I want to go to see the stars play. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I hope, uh, I hope it's a competitive game. Obviously I'm worried, but I'm, I'm hoping it's a competitive game. At least I don't think anybody's scoring too many points, man. I think this is going to be like a, a nine, six game. Oh, I don't know. I hope it's not that low, but I do think it'll be low scoring. I agree with you. I do think that. I, Cause I, I just see the narrative now. Like, so. The Jets, if the Jets win, everyone's like, Zach couldn't get us a touchdown. We had field goals. All this, he's a horrible quarterback. It's like, I could deal with this again for two years. <laughs> Dude, I don't care if they win 15 14 on five field goals by Zerlin. Oh, someone's going to complain that he couldn't care. drive down the field and score a touchdown. It happens every week. Oh, it'll, I mean, I agree. That's something that a quarterback should be able to do is score touchdowns. But hey, if the longer they win the game, that's all I care about. I do not care how it's done. Like they won on Monday on a punt return from a undrafted rookie free agent. I I, I got to say this though, the Jets got to keep that helmet. Yeah, I love the helmet. That helmet and that logo—that's the logo. Like get rid of that stupid second version of the uh, yeah of the, the 60s, logo. Yeah, yeah. Yep, get rid of that. That thing's horrible. Either you go with the original logo or you go with the Esiason logo. Pick one. I liked that logo when they went back to it. When Parcells I did too. I thought it was good. Yeah. Came, yeah, because he was trying to change the culture and it made sense. Like, let's do that. But it's been long enough. Was now that Parcells' where, call? Yeah, he was the one who wanted to do it. Yep. Okay, because I feel like you gotta do that. Like you gotta give them like a year in advance. I know you have to I know for in the NBA, if you change your uniform number, it's gotta be like within like a calendar year or something. So I wonder if they had time, but because like they need to make the jerseys. Yeah, he came in and he wanted to change again. It was all about changing the culture because the team was one in fifteen the year before. So I, I also yeah. think nobody has white helmets anymore except for the Cardinals. That's true. That's fair. Oh no, 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 San Diego or uh, L.A. The Chargers. Go Chargers, go! You remember that? Yeah, Arnold from that playoff <laughs> game. Speaking of Mister Freeze. Yeah. Good yeah. Point. So okay, so yeah, I think that's. I think there's only two now. Yes. All right. So really quick, 
because there was another trailer that came out recently that we haven't talked about. Uh, so we could just touch on it really quick. The Godzilla TV show. Oh, uh, that looked interesting. Looked did you think? Well, I'm interested in, in seeing the uh, the nonlinear storytelling between old man Russell and young Russell. Yeah, right? that does like, look cool. I, that's what's really interesting to me. And like, I to me, I, I like Godzilla. So like, it, you know, it, it but it does seem eerily similar to the Brian Cranston role. It does. The thing, but the thing that bothered me, Matt, that last shot that they have of Godzilla is bad. Like, it's a really bad shot. Hmm. Um. That was not a good looking Godzilla. And I mean, obviously, historically, <laughs> because of the times, Godzilla also, has always been kind of a bad look. But um, I also want more Kong stuff, though. Like, I I feel like they're going too much with Godzilla. Uh, I don't like, know. I think the Kong, uh, where we left at the end of Kong versus Godzilla, where he's in the, like, the whole like. I don't know if it's gonna the next movie will take place in that like little jungle realm or whatever it is the in between Earth, but like I kind of want to see a TV series in there. Like I don't know, there's got to be like natives who live there, right? Like I don't know, they could be like green people, yellow people. I don't know. Something. There's got to be some kind of like species of humanoid that live in that world that we just they're gonna to cover. They're gonna bring the Navi in, and they're gonna it's gonna be Cameron, and it's gonna be Avatar and Godzilla. That's what's coming. We'll see. There we go. Wow. <laughs> That's like the, that's such like a nineties crossover idea, right? That would be funny, uh, and it wouldn't come out for another fifteen years because Cameron would have to perfect Godzilla and <laughs> make him real. <laughs> He'd basically regenerate him. Can he just make a good Terminator finale? Oh, a- I know. Well, I guess Terminator Two is the end. I guess it's never really a trilogy. But yeah, I know. But yeah, I didn't love that trailer. Just to say, I didn't. I don't know if I'll watch it. Uh, I wasn't a big fan, but I mean, if someone I told don't me have it was that good, Apple TV out. thing, that's the problem. Oh, you don't have it? No. Oh, so like I can't watch it. My I'd friend... watch that. Otherwise, I'd watch that Severance show. Like people, as they're talking about. Yep. I know someone who gets all the shows, so I could. If you really wanted to see it, Pete, I could. I could get it for you. Uh oh, cool. Thanks. Yeah, oh, oh, let's we'll see. Um, probably I gotta fit it in. Gotta get it in. I have no freaking time. I know, man. It's been... It's a lot going on in life. A lot going on. But with the fall, though, things are... I'm all... Not for me. I like the fall. I do outdoorsy things in the you're fall. A, you're a big pumpkin spice guy, right? I like it. Yeah. I won't say I'm a big spice. pumpkin spice guy, but I do like it. You like pumpkin spice. Uh, I do like it. I like pumpkins. But I like the fall. Like I like apples and cinnamon and all the things that go along with the fall. You go apple picking? Yeah, I usually do with my nieces and nephews. I'll go. Nice. Yep. So yeah, I enjoy that stuff. Because uh, I'm not a huge summer person. As I've, many people know, if they follow me on socials, I complain about the bugs all the time. <laughs> so yeah. but uh, I mean, I, I've never seen you complain. I usually see your food picks. Yeah, I'm definitely... Well, and I put them on Instagram, and then they'll get across. I usually tag it to the other my other socials. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I haven't made anything in a while. That reminds me. Gotta see. What is it? What, what, what is Chef Holzman cooking for dinner tonight? I did. I don't know. I did make a cool uh, a meatloaf cordon bleu recently, which was good. Oh, it's nice. Yeah, stuffed it with ham and Swiss, and it was good. It came out pretty okay. good. So yeah, there's no pictures on that. I didn't see any pictures. I of did. That. I posted a picture. 
Uh, I missed it. I'll I'll send it to you. Really? I'll even send you the recipe if you want it. If you want to attempt, maybe you can smoke a meatloaf. I've never smoked meatloaf. I do want to try it though. Yeah, it, it has been on my list. I actually have a rack of ribs I haven't smoked, and I got to get to that. That's my so, next objective. That sounds wow. Just saying, smoked meatloaf sounds actually sounds very good. So yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> People love it. Yeah, I think I would like it. Lots of bacon. You need bacon on your meatloaf. Yep, I put bacon on top. Yep. Not that turkey bacon either, real bacon. No, real bacon. I tried the turkey bacon thing. I gave it an attempt to be a little healthier, but dude, it's nowhere it's near right. as good. It, yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's all right. You're right. It's okay, but it's I'm like just like you're lying to yourself. <laughs> this isn't yeah. real. I'll I'll take turkey bacon over impossible meat any day. <sighs> yeah. At least at least turkey bacon's turkey. It's turkey, yeah. That's true. Right? Yep, I agree. I, I, I've had impossible meat. I think it tastes fine. Shut but, your mouth. Don't give in to those goddamn vegans. But I don't ever order it or look for it. I tried it just because I want to see what it was like. You've been talking to Garrett too much. <laughs> vegan ways are rubbing off on you. <laughs> no, I have some. My niece is uh, not vegan. She's vegetarian, though. and That's so it. That's the first step. So she's That's tried it. Oh, God. And she was like, yeah, Uncle Eric, try it. And I did. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Put a little salt on your sawdust. You're fine. So, no, the the impossible stuff has the consistency of meat. Like it doesn't. Yeah, that's weird. It is weird. I agree. It's weird. But it wasn't bad. I just wouldn't ask for it. That's all. I prefer the real thing. Give me the beef. 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 <laughs> I want the beef. I want the beef. Beef. All right. On that note, let's, let's end the show. Um, you can find me all over social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Zach Snyder's favorite platform, Vero, Mastodon, uh, Threads, Twindle, um, Witter, AIM. These are apps I haven't AIM. <laughs> yeah, AIM. MySpace, LiveJournal. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Whatever the uh, pen pal. Tumblr, Tumblr, <laughs> Tumblr. Oh God, remember Tumblr? Yeah, at Pete Illustrated. <laughs> uh, if you want to follow this podcast, which I assume you already do already, but it's at Straight underscore underscore O underscore G Straight out of Gotham. That's us. Uh, check out our Facebook group and our Facebook fan page. A lot of great stuff going on there with the members. Uh, lots of great Eric facts that are going on there. Um, uh, check out our Twitter, our recent Twitter poll on where the statue of Eric should be erected. The parking lot of BBS Arena seems to be the only answer that everyone's waiting for. Uh, so check that out. Um, I'm all over Batman on film.com, Batman on film, YouTube. I got Batman. Check out the Batman on film podcast feed as well, because, uh, me and Bill did a social hour there talking about the Batman two rumors. Um, check out my Italian Spider-Man coalition podcast at Italians for Spidey. Ryan Lauer, the Batman book club was recently a guest Adam, everyone's favorite Stronzo. He's always on the show now. Uh, so that's great. Uh, check that out. Um, and that seems to be, it. I think I got it all. Um, whatever I didn't cover, Eric sure will do. And, uh, you know, he's just, he's a busy man. Holzman. He's got the seven seas. He's got the Island all nicked up straight out of Gotham. He's taken over Dallas. Like, yeah. is there anything that he doesn't do? Let's be honest. It's a busy the entire time. Gulf Coast might belong to Eric by the end of the weekend. It's a busy time. It's a busy time right now. But yeah. All you guys know where to... is, if your mom's missing in Dallas, check Eric's hotel room. <laughs> Whatever. 
You guys know where you can find me. Twitter at finally33. Spell finale33. Uh, as Pete mentioned, I have a show about the New York Knicks called All Nicked Up. So if you're interested in the Knicks and basketball, at, at all underscore nicked underscore up is the Twitter handle for that. We record that show every Wednesday. Well, we sorry, we don't record. It's a live stream every Wednesday night from at 8.30 on YouTube, Facebook Live, Twitter. Uh, I think those are the three places I have it right now. So, yep. No Twitch yet? There. No, I should, though. I think Twitch probably has a good basketball following just because I know type of people who are on it. So I should look into that. See how yeah, that works. Did you play NBA 2K? <laughs> I know. That's what I mean. <laughs> I think it's a huge audience there. It'd be a very big, yeah. Be a very big audience to check that out there. So, um, yeah, I think that's all. Pete mentioned the Facebook group guys, as you know, uh, definitely interact with us there. Anything that we do on the show, we post oh, we got to uh, get so. with what's his name. Yes. Yes. We got to get with Andrew. Yes. Um, we had to schedule that. So we haven't forgotten and- about you. We haven't forgotten. No, we haven't. We haven't done any shows, just so you know. (laughs) Yeah, it's been scheduling and stuff has been rough the past couple weeks. So, uh, we've kind of just been trying to record when we can. Uh, Last we were going to record last weekend, but we had storms here, and I had didn't have internet for like eighteen hours. (laughs) So basically, (laughs) Pornhub crashed. (laughs) (laughs) It was yeah, it was a it was a long day. It's so weird when you don't have internet. You just realize how much you. What did it feel like? Nineteen ninety two. I know. I mean, my phone, obviously, I have the network for my phone, but mm-hmm. that was it. So, yeah, that's why we didn't do a show last week, guys. So, apologize for that. Um, yeah, and we still we still have to do our Gotham Knights show, Pete. We still have to do that live stream. I'm going to have to re... That means we're going to have to rewatch it because I kind of <laughs> forgot what happened. I forgot what I did yesterday. You only remember 13, episodes, 13 hours of, of is there, amazing television. Is there a Cliff Notes? We can get on that some kind of cliff notes. I'm more yeah, worried guys. about you. Like, can you make it through? You, <laughs> oh, dude, I used to watch it first thing in the morning when I woke up from the night before. Wasn't it? It's don't you miss it? I will say I miss the absurdity. Yes, it was cool to kind of, you know, the absurdity, the overacting. <laughs> I miss a lot of that stuff. Uh, the craziness of it, but. We definitely still want to do the show with Steve and, and Ryan Haas if he's still interested. We definitely want to do that show. So we'll, we'll work on that as well, guys. Um, but I think that's it for this week. It sounds like it. Unless you have anything else to add. Ooxis. There we go. So for Pete, I'm Eric. You're listening to Straight Outta Gotham. And we'll see you next time. Booyah. <laughs>